There we go. Thank you for checking out Only the Important Stuff. I'm your host, Jeff Heinrich. Truly, honestly, from uh, the bottom of my heart, I, I appreciate everybody who listens to this and sharing it with those that, that you know. means a lot. Uh, I greatly, greatly appreciate the feedback, both good and bad, right? It's all good when I get that stuff. Uh, I'm loving the process of learning and trying to get better at this as I go and and all that that comes along with that. So all that being said, you know, pretty pumped for today's guest for a ton of reasons. We have, uh, we, we do have some heavy shit to discuss, which we'll get into. Um, but a little bit more insight, you know, honestly, I'm kind of looking forward to it cause it's a little bit more insight into my wife and why maybe my kids are the way that they are. Right. Uh, and, but more importantly, he's also a new dad. So, uh, without making this guy wait any longer, my brother-in-law, the wife's brother, Mr. Kellen Nix, how you doing brother? Doing great. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. It's my fucking pleasure, dude. Um, <laughs> uh, little little bummed it took so long. It's been it's been a little bit of a journey, dude. Uh, I kind of went down a road I didn't know I was going to go down unexpectedly, and yeah, now I'm making the rounds to those that were on my initial like people I wanted to talk to and just like shoot the shit with. Um, yeah, for- I figured you got to Dan, and then you just called it quits on the Knicks. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, you're, I, could you imagine a conversation, like asking your dad to be on this, like no disrespect, but just that would be such a wild conversation where I'm not sure I'd talk. (laughs) I think I know what the topics would be. (laughs) Right. Generally the same. They're generally the same. Um, yeah, no, like how's South Carolina treating you? How's life out there, man? You said it was hot. Oh, yeah. I mean, super muggy, but great. Um, We're so central to just so many areas. We're in Greenville, South Carolina. So um, uh, my wife, Leah, her in-laws, and she is, you know, born and raised. I call them lifers. Tons of people in this area that, you know, never left. And for good reason. I mean, great, great place. Um, You know, it's one of the fastest growing cities, I believe. And Um, like I said, it's just so central. So you've got Charleston, you know, three hour drive, you've got the mountains, you know, Asheville, um, that's like an hour away. You've got some, you know, some larger cities with like Charlotte, um, Atlanta. It's just, you can get to a lot of different places. Yeah. Uh, pretty, pretty easily. So yeah. Uh, Greenville sneaky underrated city. Yeah. Right. Um, I do another pod with my buddy uh, Ben, and we rank states, right? Like best states, like South Carolina was in my top five, yeah, right. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with Greenville, right? It has this like legit, super communal vibe, um, mm-hmm. and maybe that's your wife's family. I don't know. <laughs> that's pretty much all I hung out with <laughs> was like your circle, but. Um, yeah, I, I fell in love with that little downtown and just yeah. how, like, it was just, it was very quaint, uh, mm-hmm. but without being small. Yeah, that was honestly the word that came to my mind, too, is, like, it's quaint. Yeah. But it's impressive. Yeah. It's busy without being overwhelming. You know yeah. what I mean? And there's a lot to do, great, like, great scenery, and as you mentioned, right, like, right in the vibe. So, mm-hmm. I would, yeah, I would... Well, I actually, I wouldn't encourage people to go visit it because I don't like other people going to places that I like. Um, don't change their vibe. Yeah. <laughs> ruin it. 
Don't fucking ruin it, people. All right. Locals. Yeah. Uh, the hundreds of you that listen to this, don't ruin this. All right. Um, I mean, honestly, it's so weird, too, because I'd never really, like, I'd heard of Greenville's, but what came to mind for me was like Greenville. I think North Carolina was the one sure. I heard of growing up. 100%. I honestly had no idea of Greenville, South Carolina up until I met Leah. Yeah. Well, now you know. Yeah. Right. It's a little hidden gem 100%. that we're now exposing to the world. Hundred <laughs> percent, right? Hundred percent. So, I buried the lead. You know, I'm, I didn't bury the lead, but it was part of you know a big reason why I want to have you on. Right? Is let's let's talk a little bit about your sister, mm-hmm. my wife. Oh uh, yeah, my wife. Uh, <laughs> the incomparable Jennifer, uh, now Heinrich, formerly Nix. Right? Like we were we were glad to convert her over to you. Yeah. Yeah, just ready, looking to get like just looking to unload, get her off the books. <laughs> no, she's great. Um, I mean, man, growing up, Rocky, you know, tons of ups and downs. Um, I mean, we were, you know, three and a half years to the day in age. So, you know, I kind of always looked up to her when I was younger growing up. Um, and by that, I mean, she kind of just bossed me around. But, mm-hmm. you know, when you're a young little boy, it's probably a good thing. You know, keeps you out a little bit of trouble because she's not making you do crazy stuff. She's just making you do stuff she wants and that benefits her. Um, but no, she was, she was great. Um, up until I kind of got to the age where, you know, you can pick on me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she, she definitely did her fill that gave me some, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Insecurities. There you go. Sure. Um, yes. So she was. She was kind of what what brought those out of me. Yes. Thank you. Right. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, she's constantly giving me shit. <laughs> I believe it. Which I appreciate most of the time. It helps keep me in check. Not that I like think highly of myself or anything along those lines. I think I'm a pretty fuck. I, I think I'm a pretty dumb guy in general, and like. Uh, you know, I don't know what I'm doing here most of the time, but I have an ego. I think as all people do, we all have egos in some respect. Oh yeah. And she, she cuts me down like, and or like makes fun of me a lot. And I always hated that, but now mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm appreciative of it and it helps kind of like keep me in check. So like, was she, she I'm assuming as you've mentioned, like she was like that to you, like just, oh, yeah. Oh, and it was like, I'm sure it's different dynamics with you being the husband because yeah, I'm sure she keeps you in check, like you said. But, like, for me, it was she would cut to my core of, like, try to find stuff that she knew, sure. you know, bother me. Like any sibling would yeah. do. And I was not as good of coming up with stuff that where she didn't show it. So it pissed me off even more of, like, coming up with stuff to get her at. And plus she was older. Like, you know, she was pretty popular in school and all sure. that stuff throughout. So it was hard to shit on her. But most of that came like in the middle schools and like, as I started getting into sports, you know, I was pretty popular myself. I was pretty sure. decent at most sports. Um, she was not, that was like my one thing that I could just shit on my sister on was sure. just like how bad, at least what I thought she probably wasn't that bad, but I thought she was pretty bad at the time. Sure. At sports. Sure. Um, yeah, she's got some yeah. athleticism to her. Yeah. Yeah. She, 
and it wasn't like that she couldn't. I don't know. I just don't think she cared that much, but it was funny because I had to sit through all those games. Like going to a girls' basketball game in middle school and the score was like four to two and my sister didn't even get in the game. Like mm. that's pretty brutal. Yeah. Yeah. This might so this might turn into a younger brother shit on older sisters podcast. Uh, <laughs> unintentionally. But I had to do the same thing, right? So did she did she bitch about having to go to your games? I don't even think she like had to go to a lot of my Ooh. games. I think she you know, because by the t- especially uh like I mean she would go to some of my baseball games and stuff. Um I don't really remember if she complained. Jennifer, um, I'm on. sure she did here and there, but yeah, like, you know, when I was in high school and stuff, like, she came to a game if she wanted to, but she, Ouch. You know, Come yeah, on, No Jim. obligation. I had to because it was like, my parents have to go to yeah. this game, and I was young. So. 100%, right? Like, yeah. 100%. My sister, like, I went to nothing south of 3,742 dance recitals. Oh, can't imagine. And... That has all been forgotten into, well, you were always in sports. And it's like, who cares, right? Like, we all did it in some yeah. form or fashion, right? Like, mm-hmm. yes, you came to my shit, but I also came to yours. It's, yep. you know, like, but when you're young, oh, right, like that time mattered so much to you. And like, why do oh, I yeah. have to watch, <laughs> you know, my sister dance or my brother play basketball or not play basketball like whatever I mean, it might be da- i mean dance as you said too is a whole nother beast like i dated Dude. a girl who came from like the dance family holy shit you don't even know yeah it's, oh i do and just that short i mean i dated the girl for like three years so like wow it's wild like that is like i bitch a lot about youth sports uh and how it is essentially a it is turning it's just a for-profit business now yeah and they prey on your like biggest insecurities well look they got that that business model from fucking dance and they preyed on young girls who wanted to you know who who wanted to look pretty and like be on stage and they kept telling them, sign up for this class, sign up for this class, sign up for, and sooner, like, you're spending every day there, you're yep. going to recitals every weekend, you're in parades every other fucking weekend in the summer. Like, dude, we were traveling to California, over to New Mexico, like, doing these parades. It's just like, whole, like, that was my life. My yeah. So much so, I just decided to join, join dance. <laughs> like, I can't sit here, I'll dance terribly but i'll do it count me <laughs> sign me up folks yeah like, I'm, I, we went to a disney trip for her little sister and it was super yeah, i mean disney is always costly and then when you're factoring on all that crap too you know just adds a whole nother layer and element to it but yeah. it, even just that was something i just saw was the parents like the gossiping between moms and like it's just wild. It, it honestly reminds me of just the stuff you saw of like the child pageantry stuff. Yeah. Like on TV. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Like I said, whole nother beast. Yeah. Well now that's the youth sports beast. It's the mm-hmm. same shit right now yeah. with all these travel teams for basketball, baseball, 
you oh, name yeah. it, right? Like year round stuff. It's year round. It's no longer just uh you know, little league. Yep. And it's fall ball and then Yeah. There's fall ball. There's the, yep. the travel teams. There's AAU. And if you don't make that AAU team, you can try out for another AAU yep. team. And then that beast, like, well, I'm not getting enough playing time on that AAU team. It teaches the parents that they can bitch or find another situation to get their kids playing time. So then they get into high school and their kid's not playing because they suck, right? <laughs> like, and that now that parent's bitching at refs and bitching at coaching. And so we have a yep. ref and a coaching shortage. And it's, it, it, it is a fucking monster, all of it. Like, and it all, mm-hmm. I think it all started with dance. <laughs> it all started with dance. Well, and so Jennifer was the dance of my life. Okay. Bringing it all full circle. You see, she was at times the bane of my existence, <laughs> but also, I mean, that helps shape you. You know what I mean? And For like, sure. I also too think of all the good stuff of just growing up with a sister. I think you, learn how to live other than your mom live with, you know, a girl, a woman, like, sure. you know, how they think, how they act. Like, yeah. I think it adds another layer and dynamic to just your thought process too. So, um, and you know, I, I always look back because you think about the things that stung and, you know, yeah. her calling you Kellen the melon and, <laughs> you know, all the, all the bullshit that she did. And you forget like all the good stuff she probably did for you and stuff. Like, you know, she helped me get my, like a good job um, at this restaurant that she worked yeah. at. You know, she looked out for me. Like, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. She's a loving human. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> and, she, and, it got, and it got more so, or at least it seemed like it after I hit puberty because I could have beat her ass. But yeah. Um, but I'd like to say that that was just because she grew up and became a little more mature. But not the fact that I could beat her ass. You know? Yeah. Let, let's back up a hair, right? Uh, yeah. So I've heard all the horror stories from her, right? Uh, about, about how me? she terrorized you, right? Like growing <laughs> up, right? As you mentioned a few and there's others, but like let's, this is your chance to put her on blast a little bit, right? Like I would never, she's a saint. I love you, dear. Uh, <laughs> but you know, you can feel free to air out anything <laughs> you know, that she did that was embarrassing or, you know, that you kind of want to like just make fun of her for a little bit. I mean, like I said, there wasn't too much That's good. embarrassing. There wasn't too much like embarrassing stuff that she, I don't think either of us really had like crazy embarrassing moments, like pee your pants in public or, you know, something <laughs> crazy that, you know, could have stuck with you. Sure. Um, I mean, we were pretty normal, just average kids. Um, you know, I'd say we did some stupid shit, but nothing like, you know, we we didn't get in trouble or anything yeah. like that. So, sure. um, I mean, I did I did some stupid shit myself that was like her removed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and she may have done the same, like as she got older, uh, yeah. that I don't know about. But yeah, welcome to being a a boy, right? Like, yeah, I will I will say she had terrible taste in guys. Oh, that's good. Good to hear. Um, I mean, we barely even met any of them. Fill me um, in. Just, uh, I mean, I didn't really meet any of them. It was mostly just what I heard about um, through her, her friends. I don't think she was like an avid like dater, you know. Like, I don't think there were tons of guys. 
It was just, I think she kind of went for douchebags. So, I, I'd like to think that she didn't have tons of guys, you know. Um, um, I tried not to worry about it. Also, I'll just say this. Going into high school, she was a senior, right? I was a freshman. Yeah. I played basketball. I played on the varsity team. Or I didn't play, but I dressed that yeah. year. I was like one of two freshmen who got to dress on the team, which is pretty cool. Sure. And they all treated me pretty cool as well because I think half of them wanted to sleep with my sister. For sure. Um, and they said some pretty fucked up shit in the <laughs> locker rooms to me. But when, you know... Like, it was going to happen. At least uh, they're being cool to me and not, like, trying to slam me into a locker or some shit. So, yeah, uh, it was like take the good – it was like a double-edged sword almost. Uh, sure. Or pick your poison. Um, I grew up in the same situation in some respect. Mm-hmm. Where, like, my sister was a senior when I was a freshman. And, yeah. I admit, like, even through the military, because um, I would have pictures of my family up. Everybody would be like, who's that? <laughs> Right. And I'm like, that's your worst fucking nightmare. Right. Like <laughs> that was, that was my immediate comeback. Right. Like not that she's not uh, a good person, but feel free. I will ruin your life. Right. Like I'm going to end you if you pursue that because, uh, it, it, it's just not an option for you, homie. Uh, <laughs> were these your like, were these your friends? Yeah. Anybody. Yeah, and like senior officers, you name it, right? They just see this five foot <laughs> ten blonde, and they're like, "Who the fuck is that?" And I'm like, well, <laughs> "Yeah, it's my sister. Have fun, but your I, life is see, over." I, I think the same thing. I think that's so weird. Obviously, you want them to end up with someone good, right? I'm glad, like I said, glad my sister found you. Um, but it would have been so weird knowing someone beforehand and them getting with your sister it's just such an odd yeah you know even if it was like a great guy and speaking of that i've got a really good friend who i met when i moved here and uh, he actually unfortunately moved to houston he works for axiom sure which is like space they deal with like nasa astronauts and spaceship and whatnot kind of cool but his sister was older than him like one two years older and his best friend, and they're still best friends, yeah, ends strange. up dating and marrying her. And it's like, I guess that is kind of cool because now, like, your best friend's now your brother in law, but like, yeah, I'm blown weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is a little weird. It is a little weird. Like, one of my friends in high school dated my sister and they broke up, obviously. And, you know it was what it was i didn't care at the time but now we do we laugh we joke about it like (laughs) remember when you were dating my sister (laughs) right like type shit um yeah that's a strange dynamic yeah that i don't know if i'd i mean at at a certain point it just it is what it is it becomes what it becomes like over Mm -hmm. time right like yeah just like it was probably strange the first time you met me and then well now we're just we're brothers right like yeah. it, it is what it is you know mm-hmm. like it just I think it, I think it depends to where it happens what's the time like sure. we're in the timeline too sure definitely definitely makes a difference also what are you drinking by the way um I am drinking some Knob Creek single barrel 
Um, yeah, tasty. What about you? What are you? Are you drinking anything tasty tonight, or are you hydrating? Right now, I'm drinking water, but we'll see how uh, the rest of this goes. If I may, may need a drink. <laughs> so, so the wife, my wife, uh, yep. she has admitted to dating douchebags. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, talk me through this. Like Abercrombie and Fitch douches, or like what, what yeah, kind little, of douchebags? Yeah, and so my parents had did pretty well money wise early on, but we went through some hard times due sure. to some investments and stuff. Um, and so we were pretty strapped for cash for mo- most of my growing up adolescence. Sure. Um, for quite some time. And I feel like she hated towards guys who had some money, probably came from money. And we lived in Oldham County, which is in Louisville or right outside of Louisville, Kentucky, kind of on the suburb, um, you know, probably 98% white people just everywhere. Sure. Tons of money. Um, so Obviously, there's just tons of douchebags, you know. There's just going to yeah, be tons of 100%. dudes who came from money who have been fed with a silver spoon their whole lives. Um, and I think she did kind of great. Yeah, pretty boy. I would say, like, pretty boy, you know, probably didn't have facial hair. If they did, it was, like, you know, perfectly tweezed <laughs> or, you know, just <laughs> that type of guy, I think. Um, no hair on their chest, like waxed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. if there was ever hair there, yeah, never again. Um, I, I remember when, like, uh, after we had gotten, I guess you'd call it serious, she was like, you were just so, you were so different than everybody else that I met. <laughs> and I was like, who the fuck were you dating? Right? And she's like, well, <laughs> you know, very douchebag, like Abercrombie. I was like, oof. Mm-hmm. why Probably, why yeah. the fuck are you dating me you know what i mean like because <laughs> i ain't that <laughs> mm-hmm. and that was exactly probably what she needed i think it's what most people need i don't <laughs> right. understand how anyone deals with that but uh to each their own for sure for sure so you you mentioned it a little bit right like and i was three years younger than my sister right and mm-hmm. look like we were Oh shit, dude! Just combative as hell during those like middle years. Oh yeah, I'd call them. I you know I don't know how to define it age wise. Eight to fourteen, somewhere in there, in some fashion. When you kind of, when you kind of have your identity, yeah, your you know, or like awareness level. Yeah, you're trying to figure out who you are. You become like self aware, right? Yeah. Of like being yeah. made fun of and or like how you're perceived and all mm-hmm. this shit. And then we like. We grew, clo- we grew closer, uh, like, after college, right, when yep. we both realized, like, how irrelevant all of that shit was like. What, like, what was that relationship like for you and your sister? Was it very, was it similar? Oh, or, definitely. Yeah. Um, I mean, I couldn't tell you the last time we fought or, you know, there's just, sure, it's so trivial. It just, like you said. One, as you get older, stuff gets put into perspective in general. And, you know, you've been through the ringer. Um, You've probably experienced almost everything in some way, shape, or form. Um, 
so yeah, I'd, I'd just say your perspective changes and, you know, you kind of value that relationship. Um, sure. A little bit more. So, yeah, absolutely. You guys, do you guys, do you guys talk a lot? I don't talk a lot to a lot of people in general. That's fair. <laughs> that's, that's one of my worst qualities. No doubt is it's not the fact that I don't love you. I don't care about you. Not even the fact that I don't think about you. I just, I don't know what it is. I don't love talking on the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It, and then it's just not something that I do. You know what I mean? Like you just kind of get, it's interesting. We'll put it this way. So I read an article and it was talking about the differences of guys and girls, right? Yeah, yeah. So guys are kind of on a linear trajectory, right? Mm-hmm. They go through life and they kind of, almost like climbing a ladder Mm -hmm. you go up each ring you know you're stepping you're stepping okay but you've left all of that behind you whereas girls are on more of a horizontal so it's like what they have in their life stays on that plane whereas guys kind of progress and leave not to say that like you don't still talk to your parents but it's just relationship wise um we're more prone to i don't know does that make sense? In some respect. Yeah, I, I, I think I understand the concept, right? That yeah. uh, we we would be more likely to leave baggage in the background, right? And just continue to move forward, right? It's just, it's trying to continue to drive to, you know, all right, now we're married, now we have kids, now we mm-hmm. we get the promotion, and, like, I don't give a shit that Billy made fun of me uh, <laughs> when I was nine. Like, I just don't give a fuck, whereas... Yeah. And it, it's very true in, like, a relationship in, in a lot of respects as well, right? Uh, I'm, I'm very much stereotyping here. But when you get in a fight with your spouse, you know, something you did 18 years ago will pop up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh and that's not it's not a knock it, you know that's it's just how they look at things is it's uh I, yeah so i i understand i understand what you're saying in that like they yeah. it it never leaves that level for them yep um and they they never kind of like take that yeah i don't want to say they never take that next step but it's it's yeah, a more it's unlikely not, and it's not them. all black and white like because guys can have relationships throughout the entirety of their life. It's just, we're not, I guess I want to say we don't fall victim to the now. Like we can still like, I, it's hard to say because it's not indefinite. Everyone's different. Mm-hmm. And these are all just generalities for sure. But yeah, yeah, you get, you get some of what I'm saying, and I'm I'm probably not doing it justice in trying to explain no, it. No, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I, again, I get I get what you're saying. It again, yeah. like when 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 looking at it, it's not that we, you and I don't have scars, right? Um, it's just we don't look at them all the time, mm-hmm. right? It takes a weird moment to occur to kind of like hit that spark and you're like, Oh yeah, that hurt when I was 12 or when I was 18, Mm -hmm. 22. 
and I don't want to experience that anymore. I'm going to move in this direction. Yep. Um, and I think that to that exact point of what you just said, that is how I feel sometimes when I'm like, Oh crap, I haven't talked to my sister or my parents in sure. shoot. It's been a couple weeks. It's been a month. Like, sure. Holy crap. You know, you just kind of, you know, with everything going on in your day to day and it's just not something that is front and center. Um, and I need to do a better job of, you know, it's something that I definitely need yeah, to man. make a concerted effort to, uh, to do. But once again, then I forget <laughs> yeah. another month goes by. So we're very, I don't want to say like we're, we're present. Cause that sound that I don't, I don't think that's accurate. We're also very aloof <laughs> mm-hmm. as men. In, and again, in generality, right. Yep. Uh, it takes a conscious effort yep. um, to, to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that that like making that conscious effort speaks to, Hey, this, this shit's important to me. I gotta, I gotta make sure I, I do a B C D. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously like, look, dude, you're in the fucking thick of it right now. Right. Like I think a lot of those things, um, can be overlooked and or forgiven. And, you know, you can, you can throw out the, it's a fucking, it's a two way street. You know, like there's got to be some understanding on the other side. Like it's a two way street. Like just call me, mm-hmm. you know, because um, right now I am so lost uh, <laughs> in my day to day. From mm-hmm. and we'll, I, you're a new father. For those that are a little concerned, <laughs> Kellen's <laughs> Kellen's not just an aloof person in general. He's a new father, um, so he he's lost. Under, as we all were as as fathers new parents like you name it right it's every day is like shit has the routine changed you know did we feed them the wrong food they're not sleeping <laughs> diaper yeah i mean it's it's chaos Tack oh, on. Yeah. i'm on a, i'm on a three-hour loop yeah just on repeat 100 percent, bro it's crazy 100 percent, brother like that's the way it works and then yeah. it'll then it'll extend to like six and then 12 and then it's like a week and then it's two weeks and you think you got it down and then they hit you with a new thing and it, it, it's never ending. Right. And so it's like it, it, we have to be better as a collective, right? Like as a family unit to say, Hey, reach out. Cause mm-hmm. they can't right now. They're, they're so in it that that's all that they're thinking about understandably like it's so front and center you know what i mean like that you can't see beyond the fucking weeds it's so like i i remember being in that stage dude like just oh fuck man like there's nothing because you just got ripped from your reality into a new one (laughs) you know like completely like your life was one thing you thought it was and now it's this next thing and that's that's, your minutes are precious not to say that i was like reckless a little bit i think we're all a little bit we all all are but to this degree you're like man in between naps or whatever it is 
what what do you want to do? What can you do? What do you need to do? Like, and then you're just weighing them. And it's like, holy crap. And just sitting here, they're, they're burned five minutes of just trying to decide. A hundred percent, dude. It's a race against the clock. A hundred percent, man. And it it is now like, uh, that's your life now, right? Of mm-hmm. It's no longer about you. Uh, no, no, a hundred percent. It's not about you, but it's like, how do I hold on to who I am mm-hmm. and, and how can I, um, find these other outlets and, or get done what I need to get done while still being an attentive father and all of these things. And it, it's a constant weighing and sometimes it's okay to say, you know what? I just need to sit here. <laughs> Cause I I need to like decompress and I, dude, I can't tell you how much I was there. Right. Like, especially with Jocelyn, when I was going through all my shit, like I had to just sit there and just not like, not think about other shit. Um, like just watch a show and be mindless for a second when mm-hmm. like, could I have called my mom and dad? Yeah. Or my mom at that point? Yeah. But I didn't because I just needed a moment for myself. Yep. You know, and would I have welcomed a call? 100%. But was I going to make a call? No. Because mm-hmm. I was so beat. So yep. beat from she wouldn't take a bottle and I had to drive her to where my wife was to feed. You know what I mean? Like, uh, right. Like (laughs) chaos. That's just a, it's a new wrinkle in your life. You never thought you'd have to expect, like you never expect, like you'd have to deal with hundred percent, dude. hundred percent. Like to touch on too. I know you said talking with my sister, it is interesting to, to see, you know, it goes from those trivial arguments and all that stuff. But as you get older, you see how much alike you are, or at least I feel like I am somewhat to my sister, just from like a, you know, what makes us laugh, like sense of humor type mm-hmm. stuff. Um, even just kind of how we view the world. Yeah. Um, I think we've got quite a bit in common. Um, definitely different in our own regards. I think she's a little more bubbly of a person, um, you know, it used to be a lot more outgoing. I've had some shit that's kind of made me a little more introverted, mm-hmm. um, a little bit jaded, not going to lie. Um, yeah. just on, yeah, totally on life, humanity. Um, yeah. and I'm sure we'll, we'll touch on that, but, um, but yeah, I mean, just a lot more similarities than you, I think you notice growing up. Or at least I did in my household. A hundred percent. And it's the same with me and my sister, bro. Mm -hmm. Like we, again, we were just so combative in those middle years. And then we like, we went away from each other. uh, As we were trying to establish who we were. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if that's the right words, but. You know, I'm not Ernest Hemingway, so, uh, you know, I, I don't know if those are the right words, but 
you know, we were trying to figure out who, who we were as people. Right. And, but now, you know, like when I talk to her, it's like, you know, we have so much shared history and a lot of those things that when you were eight or 10 that got under your skin now make you laugh and you know, you, you're, you're, we are way more friends, you know, than we ever were, you know, growing up, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, obviously like my sister and I, like we've, we don't have our dad. So like we look to each other in those moments of like, how do we, what do you do, uh, in a B or C and like, what would your, how would you react to X? Um, and it's, it's invaluable, right? Um, cause, and I'm sure you experienced it, you know, your dad treated you differently than he treated Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and without a doubt, like my dad treated me differently than he treated my sister. Yep. You know? And so like we have this, this different shared, yeah, different perspective, different shared wisdom, Yep. Right. Different insights uh, that helps us like navigate through life. Mm-hmm. Man. And it's from and it's from a trusted person too. For sure. I think that's key is not just not just different views, but from someone who has your best interests at heart too. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. Shit's so important. Like, and that's why, like, and admittedly, I you know. You're like, I'm not the best. I'm not either. And my kids aren't newborns. Mm-hmm. I struggle with connecting with my siblings. You know, um, I wish they were closer. I, I don't know if that makes all the difference in the world. Um, you know, but shit, I play, I play video games with my brother like three times a week. So that helps us stay in touch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a dork, uh, in that respect. Um, I keep, I keep contact with, there is a friend group of mine who, which I'm not getting to do it now, but we would play COD, call of duty. hundred percent. And like most of it was not because we even cared to play. It was just shooting shit with them. It was yeah. the boys, you know, hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Like I don't give a shit if we win. We're terrible mm-hmm. most of the time. There's a couple guys who are good. I'm awful at the game. Uh, if you can't imagine, right? Like a forty-two, almost forty-three year old guy jumping into the game late stages. These dudes are like racking up twelve kills a game, and I'm like, yeah, I got one. Not to mention, it's funny that you were actually in the military, and well, it's funny that a lot of times it doesn't even translate well. Because not even not at all, like Kellen. none of it is similar none of it is similar all right like none of it i'm sorry anyways we're getting off track but none of it is similar and like some guy like we played with once um i was the last dude alive we were playing like multiplayer right and i think we were playing search and destroy we were really nerding out here folks um and i was the last guy alive and the guy was like the guy's right over there shoot him I was like, but that's not the right, you know, like in my head, I'm like, that's not the tactic. And I just blurted out. I was like, dude, I used to do this for a fucking living. 
shut up. <laughs> all right. I need you to kindly like fuck off. All right. Cause I'm working here. All right. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to flank. All right. And suppress. And he's like, no, this game is all about attack. And I was like, fuck off, dude. Like get out of here. I haven't played with it since. And then you died because a hundred percent I did. <laughs> Cause I don't understand the game. I'm just there yeah. to hang out with dudes and talk shit to each other and make fun of them. You know, best part of it, best part of it. But yeah, like I don't do a good enough backing up. I don't do a good enough job talking to my sister, like mm -hmm. admittedly. Yep. Um, I probably talk to her husband more on Instagram yep. <laughs> mm -hmm. through stupid golf memes. <laughs> I mean, literally Leah talks to her mom and sister and like them, you know, constantly. Mm hmm. Also, her mom and dad 15 minutes away from us. So, like, yeah. they're always talking or going over, hanging out, going to lunch, stuff like that. But, um, I mean, it's just insane. And then her brother, you know, doesn't really talk to them much. He's also a doctor. So, that factors in, you know, working long hours. But it it is the dynamic of, I don't know why. It doesn't mean it's right or wrong. The dynamic of guys as just a whole, that's just seems to be the common trend. Yeah, we don't and talk. And I fall victim to it. Admittedly, we don't talk. Yeah. Uh, which, good on us for talking tonight. Yeah, I mean, right. that's what I said. I, I, uh, I don't know what I would say or what's going to come out, but here we are. Yeah, dude. Like... It, We've had, in my in my recollection, like four or five like really good like brother in law moments. Yeah, right. Like where it's just been you and I, and we've just been hanging out and like we're just shooting the shit, like relationship advice to, um, you know, hanging out, watching a game, like you name it, right? And like I cherish those. I wish they were. I wish they were more often, mm -hmm. right? Like, I, um. Unfortunately, like we're all spread to the winds, right? But like I value that stuff, right? Like I, I truly look forward to like our Florida trips where, you know, we're, we get to hang out and, you know, it's only, it's generally only once where like you and I will be like, hey, you want to go do A, B, C, or D, right? Like smoke a cigar on the patio or. Do you uh, remember that one? I do. Um I'm not diving into details <laughs> um, or, you know, or, you know, just sitting in the pool and like, they've all gone inside, like, and we're just shooting the shit. And like, I, I value that like so much. It's, it's just, I think through the process of this, I have recognized like how stupid it is that we don't do that more because mm -hmm. it's, because I do cherish it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's part of like why I want to do this is like talk to those that matter to me and mm -hmm. have conversations with them. Because like we don't do it enough. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you and I get that opportunity once a year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So if I can create something uh, in this space that allows you and I to talk more than that, I'm all fucking for it, dude. Yeah. You know, like when... Anytime there's anything going on, like within the family, like I always tell Jen, I'm like, call your brother. 
quit asking me for advice. Call your fucking brother. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'll call him, but you're his brother. Mm-hmm. Like, you should call him. You know what I mean? And Well, she's my sister, but... That's, that's my point. Like, we are... Yeah, we're we're brothers like via <laughs> marriage, but like that's your that's your fucking brother. You know yeah. what I mean? Like call him. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a constantly I always encourage like call him cuz you guys need to talk this through. Like I can have an opinion, Leah can have an opinion, yeah. but you two are related. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you two should figure this out and mm-hmm. figure out what we're going to do with respect to Florida or yeah. wherever the hell we're going to go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't give a shit where we go. Uh, Tell me where we're going. I'm going to show I up. That's, I think that's probably the issue too. Something I'm sure my sister gets annoyed with. And I know for a fact, Leah gets annoyed with is I really care. And they just want a decision. They also don't want to be the ones deciding everything, but it's like, I really just don't care. Like, I'm I'm going for one reason, like you said. Like I'm going to see you. Yeah. Like, it's it's the people, not where we're going. Yeah, like, I don't care where we're going. I don't care, don't care what the house looks like as long as I have a bed and we can hang out. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I don't give a shit where it is. Like I'll go I'll go to fucking Maine, man. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter to me. Find a place, let's go, let's cook. Yeah. But if you're asking like opinion, like and I and I'm sure Leah feels the same way. It's like I don't feel like I should be the one chiming in. Like I'm sure you've noticed it. Like when all those texts are coming through, like I don't say shit because mm-hmm. it's like look like this is your all's family. Like you guys should make that decision. You know, yep. like talk to each other and you guys do it. I'm out. <laughs> and that's the thing. I don't have a hard time talking to my sister, and I feel like we can both be very direct and blunt to each other. For sure, and like. We just understand. Oh, I mean, my parents think I just, they must think I just don't like them very much, which it's probably just because I don't say very much. Um, I don't know. It's just so hard to have conversations. Like you said, in the family, I too also feel like not saying much because I just, I don't know. It's interesting. Like, why yeah. Why do you feel like, all right, dude, like, assert, I don't know, assert yourself is my advice. Like, just throw, throw your shit out there, right? Like, say, hey, here's what I would suggest. But, like, why do you feel that is the situation? Like, where, you know, you, you, you said, like, your parents, like, don't, you know, whatever. Like, why do you feel like that? I guess it's just because, I mean, my sister talks to my parents all the time, right? And they just have, well, a lot more than me. We'll we'll put it that way. I felt like it was, (laughs) I felt like it was quite a bit. Okay. Um, I'm just, once again, I think it's the thing of like not calling all the time. Like I can come off as kind of a dick sometimes just because like, (laughs) You know, when when sure. politics and a bunch of shit come up, like I've got my opinions, but I also don't love just talking about that nonstop. And totally. I can just kind of be a dick. We'll just put it that way. Sure. Um, don't mean to be, but 
unfortunately, I think that's how I come across. Sure. And I think my parents sometimes feel like they walk on eggshells because they think they're going to upset me. And I'm like, y'all need to listen. I rarely get actually upset. It takes a lot for you to piss me off. And most of the time, even if you do upset me, I'm over it within like five seconds. Like I just okay. probably just need to go into another room for a second, forget about it, come back. Um, yeah. I just, I honestly just think it's, we don't talk that much. I don't voice my feelings very often. Um, and so maybe it's, it, it probably is a lot on me um, in regards to that. And they probably are a little unsure. I know that they know I love them, you know, I'm their son, but mm. um, I don't know. That's just kind of my mindset on. I kind of feel like your mom and my wife have like the most opinion on where she, where we should go. <laughs> Yeah. Right. And so it's like, do you, so let me ask you this. Do you run into this with your wife where they ask your opinion? You give your opinion. It is completely disregarded and they just do what they're going to do anyway. Yeah. So like, why are you asking us? <laughs> or like they almost know what I'm going to say. And they've already made up their mind. I mean, we can just go to simple food stuff where it's like we have different palates in a lot of times. Sure. Like we like a lot of the same foods, don't get me wrong, but like she doesn't love, let's say just pizza being one of them. Like sure. I would love to have pizza and a beer. She doesn't love pizza. So like she may know it's been two weeks and I haven't had pizza that when she asks me what I want, she probably knows that's what I want. Sure. And she's waiting for me to say it. And then it goes to, well, we can get different things or, you know, she tries to be super nice and accommodating, but it's like, no, like I'm not going to go order pizza, get pizza just for myself and then have to get you something like, no, no, no. I'm just going to eat what you eat. So like you said, let's just make this easy. When you have the preferences, when you have things yeah. that like my, my mom budget is a huge one. Like, Mm -hmm. How much is it going to cost? Mom, I don't care. Tell me X amount of money. That is fine with me. I don't care. Yeah. It matters to you. So you need to be the one who inputs it. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to do, you know, look, we're not going to do $10,000 a night houses. We all recognize that. Yeah. So find the one that you're most comfortable with. We'll be okay. Mm -hmm. And we'll figure it out. Exactly. 100%, right? Like, you know, what do you think of these curtains? Oh, man, I've gotten so accustomed to, what's your opinion? Yeah, I like that too. Right? Like, you don't give a shit about my opinion. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, you want just, affirmation. Right, yeah, you want affirmation to what you want to do. Mm -hmm. And I want to do what you want to do. I want to make yep. you happy. I want, you know, everybody to be comfortable. My opinion doesn't matter in this situation. Mm -hmm. With all due respect, like, I'm aware of it. And so, let's just go. Don't ask me. And then, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, mean, I think, too, I don't know if you're the same way, but if I really dislike something, I will let you know. Like, if something is just 
terrible, I will be like, like you said, curtains. Like she's trying to throw up, let's say, some like zebra print curtains or something that's just weird. You know, I might be like, I don't really like that. But that's kind of going to be the extent of my inputs is just going to be like, it's got to be very bad. Yeah. Especially if it's home design, because I really don't care about that. But yeah, I mean, like names, she had hundreds of baby names. Sure. You know, running through them all, running through them all. And I would, you know, veto maybe one or two that I was like, eh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But 100%. Yeah. I am, I'm, and I'm way more, does it work functionally? I don't give a shit about what it looks like. Amen. You want, you want pink in the living room? Cool. Not my choice, but yep. whatever. Uh, are the curtains going to get it in the way of the vacuum? That's what I'm worried about, right? Like, does it work? Yeah. Like, where are we, are we staying? Like, where are we going to stay, uh, in Florida? Well, are there enough rooms? Are there, is there a space for your dad and my kid and our children now, yeah. right? Like to hang out and watch their shit. You know, like I want your dad to be able to like be comfortable I want Mike, our kids to be comfortable, right? No and more like, uh, desk drawers, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, they don't fit anymore. Yeah. No. Our, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The first the first time we went to Florida, um, Jocelyn slept in a essentially an underwear drawer because <laughs> she fit right. Like, and it was like, yeah, that works. Again, for me, functionally, that works. I don't yep. give a shit if it's space for a crib. We can pack blankets in there. She's not getting out. She can't crawl. We're good, right? I, I do love those memories, too, because I was there when both of them were so young, you know. Mm-hmm. Jackson, a little bit older, I think, the first time when I um, met him yeah, he, on that Florida trip. Jocelyn, man, tiny. For sure. And I don't hold tons of babies. I honestly don't like holding other people's babies. This being different, obviously, family. Um, But it was so weird. I even think that holding my own, you know, right out the gate, it was just so awkward because you're like this tiny little creature and you don't want to, even though they're pretty durable, but you don't want to, you know, do anything to them or. Yeah. It's wild. 100%, man. 100%. So, yeah, for me, it's just like, does the space work for us as, mm-hmm. you know, Kel and Leah are coming and they're bringing a baby. We're coming. We're get, we got two kids, your mom and dad. Where are they going to go? You know, like, how is it going to work? That's all yeah. I care about. Don't care where it's at. Don't mm-hmm. care about the color of the fucking house. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't give a shit about any of that. So yeah. as long as, like, all those factors are, like, all those considerations are, have been taken in good man like you don't need to ask my opinion <laughs> you know uh yeah. do i got somewhere to shit in peace cool i don't even remember what we decided on i don't either dude because i just don't once again i don't care it's like tell me how much it's gonna cost so i can pay that yeah. and i will see you there i thought it was i will say this i thought it was a different house than the one we're going to uh 
So that's that's how close of attention I was paying to it, and I found that out on Father's Day. I was like, oh, okay, cool. All right, well. I mean, I look forward to the surprise of not knowing where I'll be going. Yeah, I thought we, I thought we booked fun. one that had, like, a separate house, and I was like, that'll be great for Kellen. Like, in my head, I'm like, that'll be great for Kellen and Leah so that they can have, like, a place to retreat. Or Dan. Uh, or Dan, uh, so they can have a place to retreat with the baby, right? Yeah. Like babies are just fussy, right? So like you need you need a space like where it's quiet. Like yeah, you guys can go there. I have no idea if the house we're going to has that, but I wish you the best of luck. Best, I wish you all the best of luck because yeah. early on she's got some pipes. Uh, yeah, that was also part of my consideration like <laughs> how will we sleep with a crying child right mm-hmm. like anyways neither here nor there you won't we've gotten deep into you the family it. dynamics here kill <laughs> <laughs> it's good though dude it's good like i i yeah. love this shit dude and like because this like to me that's the stuff right like this is the this is the stuff that matters Right, like, yeah. and and or just the fun stuff, right? Like, because all of our families are so wild. Like, love my mom; she's super crazy at times, um, and we we're all like weird in our own respects. Yep. So that's dope. That's dope. But yeah, we've mentioned it a little bit, right? Like, you're a new dad. Yeah. You're a new dad, dude. Um, how how is that? How's how's Lily treating you? First of all, like, how's that going? She's great. Obviously, as every new parent knows, the struggles of sleep deprivation and just kind of Leah's a lot better. She's read all the books. She, (laughs) you know, I think women just have that maternal instinct too, where it's just a little bit easier for them. Um, And also too, I just don't prepare. I kind of wing it. And, you know, it works for me, I think. And, uh, but there's definitely struggles. Um, but she is just a, a little bundle of joy. You know, I love her to death. It's crazy how much you can love something. Um, mm-hmm. It's just so different than, than anything you can experience. Uh, you brought up a great quote. Um Reminds me, right, from from the great MacGruber. You ever seen MacGruber? I've seen, like, a couple episodes, but not, like, entirely through. You're talking about, like, the newest show, right? Or Yeah, MacGruber, right? Like, yeah. MacGruber, right, with Adam Sandler. Um, makes a great quote about the difference between winging it and seeing what happens. There's a big difference between winging it and seeing what happens. Now let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's that's a lot of like parenting, right? Like, yeah. I feel like guys and girls are in different camps between winging it and seeing what happens, right? Like mm-hmm. guys are, yeah, we're gonna see what happens here. All right. Yep. Uh, we don't necessarily have a plan. We're just gonna react. And, and roll. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. 
But yeah, so new dad, Lily yep. in June, right? Yeah, correct. Lily in June. Two L's or one L. This was this was a little. Um, so her first name Lillian has two L's. What blew my mind is Lily was has when you one. call her Lily, it has a one L. And also, I thought the flower Lily was spelled with two L's. Apparently, I am wrong. Huh. Always thought it was two L's. Not like I wrote Lily or thought about Lily very often in my life. A lot more now, but. Well, yeah. I learned something new today as well. So two L's. I thought that meant Lily would be two L's too. And I was hmm. shamed for not knowing my daughter's nickname or shortened name spelling. But I know now and I will never forget. Yeah. Well, you know, there's some uh, consternation. Like, how do you spell Jazzy? That's an interesting one. I don't even know if I'm doing it right. Right. And I just to did it my own way. And I will just say, like, my personal opinion is it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's a nickname. You want to spell yeah. with two Zs? Go nuts. You want to mm-hmm. spell with two Ss? I don't care. It's not her name. So, so how would you do it, though? Uh, I would do it with two Zs. Yeah, that's how I do it. Right. It just sounds right. Uh, yep. Phonetically, it looks right, in my opinion. I think the S's looks like Jossie. Mm-hmm. But I don't give a shit because it's not her name. Yeah. <laughs> More importantly, right? Like her name is Jocelyn, and it's one S and then an L Y N. It's not yeah. a C E. It's not Jocelyn. It's Jocelyn. Right, like that's all that matters to me. Like, yeah. is the actual name how anybody spells whatever doesn't matter to me, right? Like, my nickname uh, in college was Heine. Heine. Yeah, I never gave any thought to how it was spelled. Some people was H E I N I N E. Some it was H E I N Y doesn't fucking matter, right? Like, it's a nickname, right? Like, whatever. Yeah. Like, you're just saying it. It's not my name, mm-hmm. right? Like, so, who gives a shit? Lily. That's what we're going <laughs> with, right? Like, I don't care how you text it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. That's my opinion. I don't care how you text but I will it. Never, but I will never spell that, quote, unquote, wrong. Again. again. Never do it, Kellen. Never again. Ever. But you all can do whatever you want because I don't care either. Don't you ever. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, how old, how old is she now? She will be two months on the 15th. That's exciting. Yeah. That's fucking exciting. Um, it's crazy just seeing, even just in the short time we've had her, you know, seeing the growth and the awareness levels coming up the eyes staying open a little bit longer she's always made tons of noises sure some actually pretty funny other ones super cute um like while she sleeps and all the different grunts that we're trying to learn what they mean um Uh it's it's good it's wild how you become like a language interpreter yep like as a parent 
uh, trying to figure out like what food means, what, you know, tired, you know, gotta go to the bathroom, like, or I've, I've shit myself, whatever. Right. Like Uh-oh. it's I, wild. I don't have to figure that one out. Yeah. No, we it just smells. It, and we smell it. Yeah, for sure. Just smells. Right. But like I'm gassy, you name mm-hmm. it. Right. Like it's wild. Cause, cause they do have different grunts. Oh yeah. So crazy. I want to say I saw something on even just Instagram and I, I honestly bookmarked it. Cause I was like, I think they're right. I was like running through them in my head. They <laughs> went through like, here's the six. It was like, Hey, there's like different ways that they say it, it was like, and like all these different ways that they say that. And what they meant. And it was crazy. That's Cause nuts. I think, I think they were right. That's nuts. Are you guys, uh, are you susceptible to like these Instagram trends of like trying to get your child to sleep or eat or whatever? I'm not. And I don't um, mean that negatively. I don't mean that negatively, right? Like there I, is knowledge out there. I don't think, I don't think so. I think Leah more so leans on, like, like I said, she read tons of the books um, most of what I do is I just listen to the pediatrician and stuff. And like when we come across something, if we have questions and ask them, um, but we also, cause we see someone different a lot of the times. And I don't know if that's going to change. Like if you eventually just get to like one person, but we've had to, you know, when you schedule something, they have different doctors on rotations or whatnot. And so we've seen quite a few of them, but we asked them, all the same types of questions just to see if there's any differing, you know, opinions on their end. Um, but that's mostly what I do. And then just kind of gauging like in the moment, you know, just trying to figure out what is right, you know, whether it's changing her holding position, you know, 30 different times to see what she's comfortable in or, you know, um, but we're on such a routine, uh, it's pretty much, like I said, it's like a three hour loop of, um, you know, she wakes up, we feed her and by we, my wife, yeah. um, for the most part, I do a bottle every now and again, like once a day, maybe, um, well, you don't have milk producing breasts, so that's understandable. Yeah. Unfortunately I do not. Um, and then change her someday, Kellen, you'll get there. <laughs> And I hope not. And then <laughs> we do like stimulation. So like tummy time, sure. um, just trying to develop stuff and then it's right back to bed. And so yeah. it's like, then, you know, you've got to either clean bottles or whatever it is, sleep. Cause we're not getting much of that. Just whatever yeah. we need in the moment. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's, good, that's the thing too, is something people who are drug addicts have kids and a lot of them grow up, thank God, you know. Um, and they're okay. Exactly. And I'm yeah. sure there's a lot that aren't. Yeah. But it takes a lot. They're, what's the word? They are. Resilient. Resilient, for sure. And if you love them and if you try, like, I just don't think that there's much at least that you will do to harm them. They're going to be okay. 
Exactly. 100%, so, dude. Like they that's are. the reassuring thing. Feed them. Let them sleep. Love them. And yep. outside of forces that aren't in your control, you should be good. It is the whole concept of like nature versus nurture. And I think there's some aspects that do matter, right? Like if your kid grows up in a violent household, probably going to be violent. As an effect. Yeah, 100%. Um, If it sees you, you know, fall down on your ass drunk all the time, it's probably going to have an effect. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, it, it is faced with a decision at some point in its life where, yeah, do I step over that or not? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, as you mentioned, right, like love them, feed them, care for them. Yep. That's all you got to do super early yep. on. You know, you don't have to worry about it's going to be okay. No silver bullet. Yeah, yep. like 100%. And the best advice that was given to me was given to me by the best man of my wedding, Charlie. Um, Your kid is your kid. Do what you got to do. You know, like, take care of it. You know, if, like, if you got to strap your kid to the fucking hood of your car and drive it around at midnight to get it to fall asleep, (laughs) fucking do it. Yeah. Whatever it takes. You know, like, just take care of your kid. You know, because we're all different, right? Like, we are not all the same human beings. (laughs) It's so crazy. And I think that can even just be seen. There's countless where you see people growing up in the exact same household turn out totally different, totally different. different. Yeah. You and your sister are not the same people. Yeah. Right. Like shocker. Yep. Right. Like genetics experiences outside of that. Like you're just shaped differently. Yeah. You can't control everything. Quit trying to right? like give them, uh, a baseline, yeah, a foundation, yeah, of a guidance, and they got to make decisions from that. Like keep them from making yep. the, you know, keep them from making the big mistakes. Yep, you know when they're young, like drinking and driving or killing someone or raping, mm-hmm. you know, shit like that, right? Like, but also let them understand there's consequences, and like they got to figure the rest of the fucking out. Mm-hmm. Anyways, <laughs> we got kind of got a little like off tangent there. Um, and I do want to like talk about like Lily and like yeah. how like awesome and like cool of a fucking experience like this has all been and like all of that. But I would be, and I don't know how to transition to this. <laughs> I don't think there is one. There's not one. Like there's no smooth way to do this that makes this like but obviously like you and i know like you went through a pretty shouldn't even say pretty like the most traumatic situation that i think like anybody could ever imagine so like i i'll I'll turn it over to you to just like talk about like lily is not your first child correct and we're gonna do our best to anybody who's listening to this to like try and like help anybody who's ever gone through a similar situation. But I'm gonna turn it over to you to just kind of talk about Caleb. Yeah. And all that 
you know, like you went through and the emotions and what he meant, you mm-hmm. name it. So, yeah, yeah. floor's your brother. All right. As best you can. And I'll, I'll help out how I can. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so Caleb James next. Oh, he is uh, our firstborn. Um, June 2nd of this year would have been him turning one. Um, you know, Lee and I, we got married. Oh, and uh, this was kind of the next biggest thing and, you know, endeavor and journey in our lives. Um, we'd been married a couple years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're looking to start our family. So, you know, sure. very exciting point in our lives. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we, we got some great news. Um, you know, we were pregnant and, um, you know, at that 12 week, I think it was, you know, you do the genetic testing, um, and kind of get the results back and whatnot. And, um, everything checked out, you know, it was great. And, uh, we found out the gender, um, we didn't want to keep it a secret, um, or at least not from each other. Um, and, uh, we found out that we were having a little boy and, uh, you know, as a dad or as a man soon to be a dad, um, it's special, especially I, I always kind of envisioned having a, a girl and a guy. And if I could write it out, I would want the guy first, you know, having a boy to be the big older brother, protective, you know, it's just how you kind of envision it. Um, Uh I guess my, if you want to call it fairy tale version, that was how it was going to be. Yeah. Um, And so, The pregnancy was very good. You know, Leo wasn't sick other than, you know, occasionally she felt fatigued and stuff like from what I've heard and had horror stories, she had a pretty solid pregnancy. You know, she didn't have any scares. Everything was great. Um, You know, every checkup was good. He was growing perfectly. And, uh, we had decided to do just an, uh, regular vaginal birth. There was no reason to do anything otherwise at the time. Um, and you know, going into all this, we didn't know too much about pregnancies. You know, I don't think many people really do. Um, I had a few friends who were doing IVF and I saw the struggle in that. Um, luckily for them, there wasn't too much heartbreak. Um, you know, they didn't have tons of, um, failed IVF attempts. Um, I think the worst that I had seen up until that point was like one failed and that was heartbreaking, you know, just to see, um, the struggle and then not that it matters that much, but the dollar sign attached to it, you know, it's not cheap. Like, you have to have some money to be able to do that, which is very unfortunate for those who can't. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, our friends ended up, you know, having kids, having their families and it worked out well, you know, it was great. And, uh, anyways, 
that was pretty much the extent, you know, I've heard of miscarriages. I had, you know, like it was a known thing, but I really didn't have any experience with it, which is just a completely different thing. Like, you know, it's terrible, but it doesn't really hit home because it hadn't affected anyone you knew or at least you thought you knew. Because a lot of people don't tell people that when they no. have miscarriages. No. It's very hidden. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just sad. Sure. Um, but, but anyways, we're at about 38 and a half weeks, um, almost 39. So we're like right on schedule. Um, Leah wakes me up at like four, three or four in the morning. She's like, you know, having contractions and like, I mean, it's four in the morning, so I'm just dead tired, but like, this is super exciting. And so we had already packed our bags and stuff just to prep in case this day happened. And, uh, so I start loading up the car. Um, we're heading to the hospital, um, super excited. And, uh, you know, we get there and we check in and, um, it just kind of starts the process, you know, the the nurses come in, they're checking everything. She's hooked up to the machines to check the monitoring, still everything completely perfect. Like, uh, like the, what is it? I think they call them like accelerations or decelerations and the heartbeat, everything checked out. Leah's, you know, getting to the point, the dilation is getting to where she's going to pushing, trying, Um, and so we're going through this process and, you know, an hour and a half, maybe two hours, like they're not getting too much progress. Um, you know, he's lowered, like his head was lowered, but he's not really budging. Um, they put her in just a few different positions, um, start doing some things to try to kind of assist and, uh, the doctor ends up coming in, everything's still good, you know? And, uh, she like checks and she's like, I think she said something about her being too narrow and that she doesn't think that there's enough room to have Caleb vaginally. And, uh, you know, it's, it comes down to the mother's choice unless it's like an emergency or something. Um, but, the advice she gave us was if you keep pushing, you could tear everything down there. And if the baby still does not come out that way, we would have to do a C-section anyways. So basically you're going to have to have potentially double the recovery. And if you tear down there from like a vaginal birth plus the C-section, it's almost a way harder, you know, recovery timeline. It's just not good. Um, so she was like, it's up to you all. You know, Leah was very, very upset, um, which was something I didn't even really understand at the time, but like, I'm going to support whatever choice you want to make. Um, but she was very distraught by this. I'm looking back now. I obviously know why is getting cut open leaves a huge scar. It potentially changes your body, you know, like, there's a lot that women think about and that goes into this decision. Yeah. Um, but we decided, um, or Leah decided, um, with my support, obviously that, uh, you know, we would go ahead and get the C-section, um, just so that we didn't run into any issues and just, 
taking all of the doctors and nurses advice on what they thought or didn't think would happen. Um, that's a choice we made. So, um, wasn't an emergency C-section was just kind of a nonchalant choice. Um, the anesthesiologist comes in, you know, starts applying the, the medicine and we go, Leah gets wheeled off and they come grab me maybe five minutes later to come back. Um, they just started, you know, the C-section. Um, and so we're sitting in this room and, uh, you know, there's a huge curtain up, so I can't really see anything, but I'm sitting there with Leah holding her hand. Um, you know, she's doing great. And, um, you know, they cut her open, pull Caleb out and, uh, they previously before that they say, you know, we're going to hold him up. They kind of walk you through what they're going to do. Sure. They're going to hold him up so you can see him, um, and then take him over. And, uh, so they kind of gave me a heads up like, Oh, they're about to pull him out. And so I'm kind of looking over this, um, curtain mm-hmm. and, uh, they pull him out. He looks a little discolored. Um, and he's not crying. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they're like, don't worry, don't worry. Um, you know, that, that can be common. They're just stunned, especially from the C-section. Sure. Um, that's how they kind of come out and they just need to be kind of like smacked into waking up. And, um, so they're taking them over to the table We're we're keep getting, you know, people keep being like, Oh, don't worry. Like, don't worry. Everything's fine. And, uh, you know, couple minutes go by, we still don't hear crying. And then commotion kind of breaks out into the room. Um, you know, they're doing a lot of operating on him. They're doing bag, um, eventually start doing almost like chest compressions. Uh, more people start floating in them. Uh, and it just gets to be a nightmare. This is kind of where it all begins. Um, we were in a hospital because they don't tell you, they don't talk about it and they kind of steer you to to be in whatever hospital that these people, these doctors deem. It did not have a NICU, but apparently this hospital is way over standard care by hospital specification. So they are way overstaffed with the people they need than apparently your ordinary hospital. Okay. So from a regulation standpoint, they are top notch. Sure. Obviously without having a NICU. Yep. And, uh, they're wheeling in this TV. I mean, it felt like I was in this room for hours or just sitting there helpless. My wife is being sewn up. Mm-hmm. My baby has not cried. Haven't heard anything people flooding in more and more. I can just tell this is not good. Mm-hmm. They wheel in a TV, big screen. Doctors are being called all these different people. We, uh, will later learn that Caleb was failed to be intubated three times by the time he was intubated over 15 minutes had passed.
Um, yeah. It was uh, very, very, very frustrating to just sit there and not be able to do anything. Um, so by the you- time it kind of all got wrapped up, they were having to transport him. Um, which was just a crazy, crazy experience in and of itself with how long it took. Sure. Um, so they got him stable from what they said. Um, and they're going to take him over to the NICU now. Um, and then we have to get basically discharged and paperwork filled out so that we can go from where we currently were in that, that hospital to the place where the NICU was which took an hour and a half, two hours minimum, which, which is absolutely mind-boggling when your son is fighting for his life. Yeah, which feels like a lifetime. Yes. Yeah. Um, we finally get over there and uh, couldn't have been there longer than five minutes and a NICU doctor walks in and... You know, the whole time everyone's like, you know, we got him stable, tons of positivity. And like, I have that positivity, you know, like you don't think in your mind anything bad could happen. Right. Um, And you had to think positive at that point. Like Uh this uh, NICU doctor comes in. And so, you know, we're kind of just sitting there in silence of like, tell us. And she basically breaks the news that she doesn't think he's going to make it. And, uh, I mean, fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. Leah obviously erupted into tears sure. immediately. And it, I think that's what hurts other than thinking about my the most is everything she went through and seeing that affect her, you know? Um, and I I was more in just a state of shock. Uh, I mean, you probably could have pulled a gun on me and I would have just had a blank stare. You know what I mean? Like I was, I, I was just in disbelief. Um, it hadn't really set in just so many emotions going through my head. Um, I think the worst part too is you're sitting in this hospital, they're tending to your son you know, you have windows and pockets to go see him. All you can do is pray, hope that everything's going to be okay. Um, unfortunately for us, the news just kept getting worse. Um, his brain function or lack thereof, um, it just, nothing was happening. Um, just too much, you know, he just endured too much, unfortunately. Um, I think the hardest part and something that haunts me to this day is um, 
they kept telling us they don't think he's going to make it through the night. You know, they didn't think this and that, and he was like, he was such a little fighter. Um, but they said at some point his organ going to fail. There's just no doubt about it. And, um, he didn't have brain function and, uh, you know, we never got to see his eyes, uh, open, and never got to hear him. And then we got tasked with the decision on what we want to do. Do we want to just let him carry on? Um, which they gave us basically like a 100% probability that he was going to die. Um, but you can always try, I guess. And, uh, or pull the plug and Leah was not in a state to do this. So it kind of fell on me and, uh, you know, I, I just went back and forth. Um, as, as I'd mentioned previously, you know, Jordan, her brother is a doctor, you know, I definitely consulted him on like what I thought would be, you know, what I thought, what his opinion was just from a medical standpoint. Um, and, uh, I ended up, uh, deciding just to pull his life support. Um, uh, one of the doctors had told me that it could eventually cause him pain, um, you know, with the liver f or organ failures and, sure. I mean, I don't really know if you don't have brain function. Like, it's just so hard trying to, like, weigh all these things. But yeah. uh, in my mind, it was, so he's going to pass. I wanted him to to be with us and be surrounded with love. Right. And, uh, you know, that was the hardest thing. And holding your son as uh, they pulled the, you know, breathing tube out. Yeah. You know, definitely a moment I'm glad we had, but will haunt me for the rest of my life. So, um, Ooh. Right. Um, Understandable, dude. You know, like that's... I think uh, what sucks outside of that, which I would never wish on anyone, is then comes everything else, right? You're still alive, which at the time you wish you weren't. Um, sure. I couldn't tell you how many times I've prayed to take me instead. Um, but then uh, you have to plan a funeral. Um, you get a call at two in the morning asking if they can have his organs. Uh, do you want an autopsy? You know, like yeah. I just watched my son die. Like I get right. some of the stuff is time sensitive, but it's like, sure. I, I got nothing, man. You know, right. Um, 
it was just, you know, you got, you got to plan a funeral so that unless you get them cremated or whatnot, but their body's going to decay. And it was like, you know, you all, my parents, sure, in a different state. And I wanted you all to be able to see him in a remotely how we saw him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what sucks is just, I know mom and dad, I know you all would have dropped everything to come, but it just happened so fast, you know? And it was, oh, it was just, honestly, the, I, I can't imagine anything being worse happening in my life ever. Like that was, and it just sucks. You know, it's like he was completely healthy throughout the entirety of it. Like what happened? What went wrong? And then two, why could those people not do their job? Like, that's what sucks. Like, and I get people have off days. I don't think it was malicious. Like, I don't think anyone intended to go in there and let a baby die. You know, it has nothing to do with that, but it's like, damn man, you fucked up. Like my baby's dead. And I hate to say this, but would he be alive if you had done your job correctly? And I think, yes, he would have. And that's what hurts. Was it preventable, you know? Sure. But, I mean, dwelling on that isn't going to do anything for you. But to say that I have resentment would be a lie. You know, I do think about it. Um, Yeah. How how can you not? Yeah. You know. Uh, you know, 30,000 feet removed. Those are totally natural reactions, man. You know, to any situation like that. Yeah, and it's just crazy. Obviously, we've, you know, Leah's done some counseling. She found people who had similar experiences, and, like, it's really helped her, especially in regards to, you know, dealing with grief. But, I mean... People always look to you being fixed. You know what I mean? And, like, that's just not the case. Like, there's no fixing our situation. There's no no No. right thing that can be said. 100%. There's a void in our life that will always be there. There's There's a sun at every event missing. Um, there's everything you hoped and wished for, um, for them to be, to grow up for those experiences that will never be. Um, and it's tough, you know, like to say it doesn't get easier, you know, it, it does to an extent, but like, and I look at it like this, Lily was such a blessing. We're so happy to have Lily, but that doesn't replace Caleb. That doesn't change what happened. It's two completely different. I don't want to say not unrelated, but like they are separate experiences and you know what I mean? Like a hundred percent, man. And I think that's hard for people to grasp. Um, I myself, I've got pretty thick skin. And I know what people's intentions are. I know what people, when people say stuff, it comes from a good place. I know people don't know what to say because 
how the hell can you? I wouldn't know what to say right. Right. had it not happened to me. And sometimes I don't say the right thing to Leah, I'm sure. Like sure. everyone deals with it differently. Um, but that's something that Leah has been very hurt by is people like she felt even people wanted to not talk about him. And it's like, yeah, it's hard for us to hear, but like we don't want him to disappear. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Um, there's just a lot of things. Like I said, I, myself, I deal with stuff differently probably than a lot of people. I keep a lot of it inside, Mm -hmm. but that's what works for me too. Like people worry that I'm going to have not dealt with emotions. It's not about that. I deal with them. I go through them. I cry. I, you know, Mm -hmm. I have stages and I have, times when it's super hard and others when it's a little bit easier, but you know, that's what works for me and people deal and grieve differently. Um, but I think Lee and I luckily, although we're very different in how we grieve, love each other. We talk, you know, um, yeah. and you can go one of two ways, you know, you can, you can ride it out together or, kind of go separate. And I think everyone knows that like it either makes or breaks you. Um, hundred percent, man saying this to you now, like I, I said to Jen, I was like, I fucking hope they make it mm-hmm. right. Like, because I can't tell you the amount of people I know that have lost a child that don't figure it out. Yep. Uh, personal, like in their relationship, mm-hmm. right? And that that was not like meant to be a. It's not a slight mm-hmm. by any. That's just me talking to my wife. Like, just yeah. I hope they, I hope they fucking like. I hope they can. I mean, it, it's like it's just looking at statistics, really. Yeah. It's like right, will like someone divorce in general, fifty percent chance nowadays. Apparently, yeah, like, that's just things going normal, exactly. Right? Um, as an outsider. You know, like how do, how how should people, or what would your perspective be on how people should uh, engage, address Caleb with respect, right? Like to, you know, like because it understandably, like like it's tough. Like you, we're dudes, we don't want to talk, <laughs> right? As stupid as it is, but like. We don't want to like bring up the tough shit, but like, how should we like, what would your perspective be on that? Because, and, and this is not necessarily the right or the wrong way. This is just Mm -hmm. your perspective on like, you know, this would make us feel like, or make me feel like you acknowledge, but you're also there for him. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do we, how do we address this without like making any like you feel uncomfortable or like that we feel like we don't want to talk about it. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, so there's two things. One, lean our polar opposites on our mindsets on this, which is completely okay. okay. Sure. But the biggest thing is understanding what that is. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't 
not to say I, I mean, I cried a lot. I, I probably cried the most. I've cried maybe 10 times my entire life. If even that, you know what I mean? Like sure. I do not cry. Yeah. There's really not much that can make me cry. Right. I cried so much, but in relative, I also had to be strong because sure. Leah was an absolute wreck. Yeah. I mean, her heart had been ripped out of her chest. Yeah. So there were times when I was vulnerable, we cried together, mm-hmm. but I also had to kind of hold us together in my mind. You know what I mean? Like I had to be, be strong and, uh, she's very vocal. She likes to talk about it. You know, she wanted to talk about him and how she felt all the time, which was perfectly fine. Um, you just have to be conscientious of the other's mindset. And even if it's not what you are feeling or going through in that moment, I mean, you go through waves, you know, I'll think about him. I'll be in the shower randomly and just think about him and it'll make me sad. Whereas she said when she was dry, if she ever drove in her car, if she was by herself, it hit her very hard. Um, you know, so you're just navigating through this and you're doing it separately because you're grieving differently. It's hitting you at different times. Um, how you express it's differently, but you just have to be aware of that. And I mean, it's just supporting one another is really all it comes down to is, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and you do have to make an effort like, Sometimes I didn't want to talk about it, you know, mm-hmm. but I let her talk about it. Sure. Um, and I can't remember what you had asked prior to that. Um, Is it like, should we? Oh, how, how to address Should them? we talk about? But it, it looks <sighs> like, right? Like no one, I think human nature, people avoid the uncomfortable. Yep. Right, like that. I don't don't want to say the wrong thing. I get it. Yeah, like no one wants to say the wrong thing, and so from your perspective, like how do we celebrate? So no, so one know know your know who you're talking to. Sure. Okay. The mother and father are probably odds are once again. I don't know. It's all case by case, but are probably going to be so different. But I will tell you. I have a group of friends, you know, we play fantasy football. Um, we, we pretty much have a group text talk almost daily. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Throughout it's probably like 11 of my friends, um, just very close guys and we're spread throughout. So, um, you know, not all in the same area. Right. So it's good to keep in touch that way, but just having them occasionally just be like, how are you doing? Um, or like, I'm, we, we miss Caleb. Like, I hope you're doing okay. You know, just little things to like acknowledge him without exerting your own opinion, I guess would be the best. So like saying you miss him, you know, or like just something heartfelt like that, I think goes a long way. And it just, honestly, to me, like I said, I don't expect anything from anyone. I don't expect anyone it's great if you do care about Caleb or that touched you, but I don't really care. He was my son. I love him to death. That is all that matters to me. You know, he is 
Kellen and Leah Nix's son, firstborn, mm-hmm. you know, that's all that matters to me. 100%. Everyone who cares, that's great. Like, that is awesome. If he touched your life, if his story impacted something, helped someone else, that is all great, grand. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, all I care about is I love him to death. Yeah. And I don't worry about the rest of the world right. um, and their views on it. Leah, you know, she's got a huge in social media, which I don't do a ton of. She posts about him and that helps her, you know, like yeah. she wants him to be remembered. She, that's how she expresses herself, how she's feeling. She puts herself out there. Um, but just be conscientious of like, like I mentioned earlier, saying the, um, we're so glad you're a mother now, or you're the best mother now. Like yeah. she was a mother. She's already been yeah. a mother. Like, no, we did not get to experience a lot of things, but like, you know, little things that hurt her. Um, right. whereas if you can just simplify it or just remember him, um, like when it was his birthday, just yeah. her like, he's so missed, you know, I just think people try to overcomplicate it. Um, but yeah. that, that would just be my advice is like, let her know that he is thought about, you know, especially on special occasions, like his one year birthday. And she had, she has great friends, you know, they all went to his grave grave site with us, um, did release some balloons. Like we got him a birthday cake, you know what I mean? Just very yeah. sweet stuff. Um, sure. and we've been very fortunate with our friends, family, um, you know, for sure. Great support system. So we are very fortunate. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, there's no, you know, there's no right way or wrong way. Mm -hmm. Right. It's just, you know, don't, I don't know. Don't, don't pretend like it didn't happen. Yeah. Right. You know, um, make the effort, right? Like don't forget, like just don't forget. Like, make the effort, make an attempt. And that's where we play off each other. My domain yeah. is letting her, and she, like, stuff will get her. You know, when people say stuff that did not sit right with her, I have to, and this is all comes back to the marriage and, like, checks and balances of, like, sure. this is what they meant. But you're justified to feel the way you are. Yeah. Yeah. But... Just know it came from a good place. 100%, and like, man. that's, a, I mean. 100%. Like, and it's, it's tough for everybody, right? And like, I take that back. <laughs> with respect, oh, it is. No, I get with what respect you're to language, right? Like, it's not tough for everybody. It's, it's obviously like hardest on you all, right? Yeah. But like, those, like, they don't know what, they don't know how to, they don't know how to respond. Yeah. Right. And I, the worst, I, if I were to encapsulate this, the worst thing to do is to pretend like it didn't happen. Right. And like that, this wasn't a loss on someone and in, in a family unit, right? Like, the, mm-hmm. like the, this, this didn't impact them. Like it's okay to talk about it. Like yep. you're not gonna, you're not gonna offend them by saying, I'm so sorry. Yep. And you're not going to offend people by saying, I wish they were here. But you're bet you're more likely to offend by pretending. Ah, it never happened. Water yeah. under the bridge. Ignore it. 
I mean, and it, it's you know unfortunate I mean? because just you being the parents and this tragedy happening, I know I felt like people wanted to avoid you almost, you know what I mean? Like for sure, man, because, because you're going to be a Debbie downer, like for sure. Like when something comes up, is it going to lead into, like you said, kind of that for them, an awkward conversation, right? A, a difficult conversation. I mean, right. It's, 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 it sucks so bad, man. Yeah. Like, because when people are fucking hurting, in situations like this, whether it's, you know, your situation or loss of a parent or going through whatever. Yeah. More, the thing they need more than anything is just that connection. Mm-hmm. You know, and. You feel isolated. Yeah, you do, fe- you feel like you're on an island. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I hope. I've personally never made you ever feel like that. Like I don't, I admittedly I'm, I'm not an over an overt texter, right? Like, but um, I get what you're, I totally understand what you're saying, right? Like God, Mm -hmm. like the worst thing you can do is just pretend like we don't exist. Yeah. Pretend like the situation doesn't happen. Like Mm -hmm. I'll forgive hundred percent forgive and like acknowledge like you're making the effort mm-hmm. even if it's just hey it's a little misguided but <laughs> you're trying yep versus goes a long way versus how the how the fucking Clemson Tigers doing mm-hmm. right and just glossing over this. I mean and, and I'll, I'll just give an example too of even Leah being she got a text about Lily it's great. You know, it was great news. 100%, man. You know what the gap was? Prior to Caleb being born, it was the last one was like maybe leading up like, yay, it's baby week or something. Not a single thing in between. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just, and I get it. I don't have ill will, hard feelings. You know what I mean? And I sure. don't think Leah does either, sure. but it hurt her. I'll tell you that. And you know what? Like, look, like it helps you recognize what your circle is, right? And you're going to have rings to your circle. Mm-hmm. And like what you put weight on, bro. Oh, no. I, I, I completely, like I said, I've become, I can still, like, I have, I still consider myself extrovert. Like, I like to go have fun when, For sure. when stuff arises, but I'm so much more introverted now. And, I don't seek out, like you said, I don't seek out having conversations with people. I don't seek out to make new friends. Like I may have back in my past, you know, where anyone at a party I would talk to, like, I just really don't do that. Like if we're at a social gathering, I don't really go out of my way, but I will be nice. If someone comes, talks to me, you know what I mean? I think trauma will do that, man. Yeah. Like it, it, but I think it forces you to reflect mm-hmm. and take stock. I mean, I'll tell you just the bullshit of life of shit. People care about that really doesn't matter. Correct. I think it, it exhausts me to even like talk about yep. or like, I mean, I still love sports. Don't get me wrong, which in the grand scheme of things doesn't mean anything, but it's just like possessions and, 
who's got the nicest clothes, like, you know, who's got a brand new car. Like, I just don't give a shit about any of that. I just don't. Don't don't. give a fuck. No, I care (laughs) about, I want people to do well and be in a good place and all that stuff. You know what I mean? But like material possessions to me just mean shit. Mm -hmm. Just really don't care. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I'm driving, I was driving a 97 Saturn and now I kind of have, you know, Leah was like, do you want a new car? Not really. Like, sure. Driving like a brand new car would be cool, I guess. But like, do I need it? No. Yeah. What's the point? Who cares? Right. Um, That's not a bad thing, but that's just kind of what it really was. I think all this experience just put into perspective what matters and like, Perspective is a son of a bitch, man. Yeah, and I'm kind of a jaded asshole. A little <laughs> bit more than I used to be. I won't lie. But. I, I, I will say, like, I've always respected that out of you. <laughs> right? Like how, um, from a 30,000-foot view, how much of a cocksucker you can be at times. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I love it. I fucking... I'm unapologetic. I respect the absolute shit out of it. Like... Nah, it's not what I think. Fuck off. Right? Mm -hmm. And you either remove yourself from the conversation or you tell somebody to piss off. Right? Like, I respect the absolute shit out of that. Like, so, uh, I just wish more people were like that in general. And, And honestly, too, like, it comes from a good place. And, like, I can't, that's the thing. And I think that was, once again, the divide of, my parents, I think people get too caught up in words and how harsh they are, you know, like, Oh no, Kellen said, fuck you. Like, yes. But I also say fuck you to Leah in like a endearing way. You know what I mean? Like, or fuck off. Like I don't mean it in like the literal, I hate you all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I would also go to the ends of the earth for people who I care about and who are in my life. Right. Yeah, I may not call you every month, but like, brother, you know, something happened to you all, or my sister, any of y'all. Like, I would do whatever. Yeah, dude. And that's what I just hope people know. Under my sarcastic asshole, whatever, just that I would, I would go to bat for, like you said, the people who are in your life. So, hundred percent, man. Like that small circle. 100%, 100%, yep. man. If you in it, you know. Let's talk about Lily. All right? Because, I like, I want to end this on a fucking high note, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how, talk me through the experience of childbirth with Lily, right? Like, what's going through your head? Like, I'm, I, yeah. I can only imagine, understandably, right? Like, there's probably, there's a ton of trepidation, and some anxiousness and anxiety, understandable, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, I would be in the same boat, right? Like, I've been in, uh, I, you know, I've been terribly sick, and so I get like a cough, and I start to wonder shit back, right? Like, so talk me through Leah's water is broken. And we are en route to the hospital. Like, what's going through your head? Like, what's what, where are you at mentally? So, in this time, Leah was scheduled. 
Okay. So we weren't taking any risks. Um, right. sure. You know, we, we went through all the visits and we settled on 37 weeks since Caleb was like 38 and a half, 39. Yep. They said 37 is when everything's basically fully developed. Fully cooked. That, yep. Yeah. Chicken's um, done. 100%. So we were like, okay, let's do that because that cuts out as much, you know, risk as possible. Um, I mean, Leah got pregnant about three and a half months after getting sewn up from her C-section. So it was a quick turnaround, um, on the which sides. was scary in and of itself because the doctors, some of them say, wait, six six months some of them say wait 12 months some of them say wait 18 months we talked to people and we were like what it came down to because we were like we want it to be safe but we want to have a child and we don't want to wait a ton you know like leah's freaking out a little bit about the biological clock which i wasn't too worried about but sure i mean let's let's do what's best and the doctor said, after three months, you are completely healed. Your uterus is healed. So as long as you don't have setbacks, you know, on the scars and all that stuff. So, you know, yeah. we got checked and quick turnaround, though. Tell you what. So she's basically been pregnant for two straight years, which is grueling. And yeah. not to mention one of which we don't have a living son. So right. Horrible. Um, for sure. Super excited. We're going in, you know, and yes, different thoughts. Once again, throughout the whole process, Leah, extremely anxious. Mm-hmm. I am more of like a, I look at risk. I look at statistics. I, I look at all that stuff and I don't worry about stuff outside of my control. So I don't get too bogged down with what ifs. I don't run through them because that would drive you crazy. That's good for you. Yes. And I've seen the effects of otherwise and it's tough. I'm a worst case scenario, dude. Yeah. So is Leah. Like that is my nature. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I I don't know if it's like just the shit I've done. Yeah. Or the shit I've been through. Right. Like just. Like when I'm like, we go to the state fair, like I'm constantly like my eyes cannot stop scanning the crowd. That definitely has to do with some of your experiences that you've been exposed to. No 100%, doubt. Right. Like I just, I am constantly thinking, how do I escape this scenario yeah. with my group? Which is actually seems exhausting, but that is actually a very good thing. If something did pop off. You talk to my wife, it's exhausting. Talk to Jen, it's exhausting. She's like, <laughs> oh, why can't you like look on the positive side of things? Uh, but I'm sorry. Like, I'm always worried about like what could go wrong. <laughs> and you can't change how you think. I can't. I can't. It I is try. what it is. Try. And that's what's even more frustrating is when people try to tell you not to do something that you can't control. Correct. Correct. It's super like, frustrating. Hey, don't think about that, Jeff. Like, yeah, you don't think if I couldn't think about that, I wouldn't. Like, in your defense, you've also dealt with shit, like that illness. I saw what that did. Crazy. I mean, 
even just to just to get an answer, you know, of what you're dealing with. Like I can't imagine just the uncertainty surrounding it is enough to, you know, stress anyone out. Um, and I think too, even just regards to myself is the, like I said, I, I, I lean heavily on like statistics and, but we were a one percenter, you know, the, the odds of that happening to us were so slim because we had no, there were no pregnancy issues. There was no reason for it to happen. Like it, it's just crazy about like b- being 1%, you can still be that one out of a hundred. So all that being said, let's celebrate Lily. Yeah. Right. Like how awesome was it? Right. To welcome her mm-hmm. older, see her, her cry. And it went, I mean, it went the complete opposite as to our first experience. It was, we went there, go back, she cuts her open, brings her out. She's immediately crying. We get to see her. They take Mm -hmm. her, calls me over like two minutes after, after they kind of like, you know, wipe her down or do whatever and checking her vitals and everything. She's all good. We get to hold her, you know, yeah, we hear her cry. It's just, it went so seamless. Um, not to mention we were in the place with the NICU. Leah's actually got a um, delivery nurse who's her, her friend who was in the room with us. Um, she basically got all these great people, um, NICU people, and, you know, just everyone in there knew about us was there for us packed room. They called them like the a team. Like, so if anything were to go wrong, it would like, you know, they were going to be able to handle it. Um, luckily nothing did. It was just so seamless. It was what you think prior to that terrible tragedy before being involved in all these different groups of people who have dealt with the same struggles and, you know, had loss and stuff like that before you were ever exposed to all that. What you think is you get pregnant, you go in, you have the baby. It's just a seamless, like bing, bang, boom, you know? Yeah. That's how this one went. What I had envisioned for Caleb, it to be like, um, but you know, we were ecstatic getting to that point. It's been a journey, not just, through the Caleb situation, but also just dealing with the daily pregnancy and the scare and anxiousness of, you know, the what ifs. Um, and what happens if something goes wrong with her, which just to even think about that would have been, I don't know what I would do, to be honest with you. Like for that to, lightning to strike twice in that would be I, I probably wouldn't be here talking to you we'll just say that but i am here lily's here you know we couldn't be happier and it, yeah. it also too their struggles with like i said dealing with sleep and all that but i also am so grateful to be able to get my ass up at two in the morning to go stop her crying to get her back to sleep. You know what I mean? Like to be able to care for her, to see these progressions. It's, uh, I mean, it's the greatest 
experience you can have. Um, once again, there's no amount of money. There's no anything I think that could replace what this brings to your life. Um, and this sacrifice, definitely sacrifice, definitely a lifestyle change. I mean, but so rewarding. So hundred percent, man. Right. Like I think, but look, like I went through it, um, essentially scar free, uh, without any hiccups. Mm -hmm. And I still remember to this day, them putting Jackson on Jen's chest and like my world being fucking rocked. <laughs> Couple it right with with your experience, right? In your trauma, in your scars, in your journey. Uh I can't imagine. Can't imagine like how the emotions and the overwhelming sensation of like relief fuck yes a hundred percent right like fuck yeah that's it that's my kid yeah you know and she's here she's okay and now my world has shifted it's mm-hmm. all i keep it's all i give a shit about yeah all i care about yeah you know because that was like my instant thought was like that's all that matters to me and it, it I didn't have any amplifiers, right? Mm-hmm. Like it was just. And typically, you don't need them. I would imagine. No, you don't. Like because <laughs> the experience that's how I would have felt with Caleb. Yeah, the experience in and of itself is fucking overwhelming. Yeah. Like tack it on, right? Mm-hmm. Like fuck yeah, like holy shit. But also then retract. Fuck. You know, there's that. You know, there's the loss of Caleb and like sucks mm-hmm. was there a wrestle there for you of i mean yeah there was some bittersweet of he should be here you know we should have two kids mm-hmm. um why was his not this seamless you know like but i wouldn't say it took away from any of the joy i felt to her it was just once again there's such separate events yeah. that you know they're separate entities they are both of our children um yeah i mean that's it awesome. was like thank god but also why why could this not have been um and then you think about if uh caleb had made it would we have lillian um you know it's just crazy to think about all of that and uh you just kind of wrestle with some morbid thoughts you know um because i can't imagine my life without her but would she be here if he was here you know uh i mean there's just a bunch of shit you will never know you can't answer and uh-huh. but no we are uh you know we're definitely thrilled definitely uh better in a better place than we were but uh 
we'll, we'll definitely always have that void. We'll always miss Caleb. Um, and, you know, we're, we're also excited to share him with Lily, um, you know, as she gets older. Sure. But, you know, she's got an older brother looking over her. Um, and also, too, hopefully we can have another kid. Um, so, 100%, man. that's a good perspective right like how do we share him with her Mm -hmm. that's awesome it's a great way to look at that right versus you know you know versus the debbie downer scenario Mm -hmm. right um exciting exciting moments like so far like what have what have you gone through so far where you're just like god this is awesome right like she's she's she rolled over or she i feel like she recognizes me anything like that well so she's still so young that she hasn't had any like crazy um like the rollover hasn't even started yet so she's still so and you've got to take into account she was 37 weeks so like if she had gone, let's say full 40, you know, she is maybe a couple weeks old. Sure. Pops. Sure. Um, so it's pretty cool just seeing like her progression up into this point of 100%. the doctors have said she's got such a strong neck, like she's moving her head. Like she was doing that a very, very young, which was really cool. And you're just pumped as a dad. Like, yes, like, she's so much better than most babies. Like she can do crazy shit. Um, (laughs) you know, she's good feeding. She came out small, you know, she was like, I wouldn't say small, small for like a Nick's Heinrich baby. Right. Like she was like (laughs) seven, seven pounds, six ounces. And then obviously the babies drop a shit ton of weight right off the bat, but she's such a good, a good eater. Right. You know, um, and she's, you know, popping up, um, she beat the shit out of some jaundice, gave us a little scare. Fuck yeah. So, uh, beat that Billy Rubin. Yeah. I've got a video, which is hilarious. I don't know if y'all, I think we sent it to you where she's head bobbing to some music. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm excited. I am ready for, uh, some of the milestones, but I know they say go simply just to, you know, soak in the now and, and, and the present, but totally dude. Like if I, if I could give you any advice and my advice is not like well-earned or anything, um, I would, I would suggest you like keep a daily journal, small shit. Like little shit, nothing like cute. Like don't, you don't have to write like 10 pages, but just like Lily did X, Mm -hmm. right? And then on her birthday, write her a letter, right? And just kind of like, man, this first time capsule almost a hundred percent, man. And then give it to her when she gets married. That'd be cool. Yeah. She will melt. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, as a guy who's lost his dad and, like, doesn't know, like, what his dad was going through, 
when mm-hmm. he was one or two or three or you name it, right? Like count on the years. That would mean the absolute fucking world to me, yeah. right? Like even if you're, you know, obviously like fingers crossed, like we're all still here and like we're all there and like, you know, conversations can happen and whatnot. And that's part of why I like I'm doing this, right? Like mm-hmm. worst case scenario, shit hits the fan and something doesn't happen. My kids get to hear like stories of me growing up and like what mattered to me and what was important and how I was like living life like when they were born and whatnot, right? Like that's the goal, right? Like that they can, they just have like this reference, you know? Like as crazy mm-hmm. as that is, because, and the only reason I say that is, it goes by so fucking fast, and it yeah. is all such a goddamn blur. I mean, I'm about to be 34, and I know that doesn't seem that old in the grand scheme of it, but from being almost 34 and looking back, how quickly, like you said, it went by, like. I never even imagined being 34. Brother. (laughs) Dude. Just wait. Crazy. Yeah, I know. It's about to hit hyperspeed for you, dude. Mm -hmm. It's about to hit hyperspeed. Because, like, legitimately, you're one year younger than I was when I had Jackson. Or, no, time out. I was one year younger than you. So you were 32? Three. Which I guess when I had Caleb would have been my first. So yeah. we were similar-ish in, in age. but For sure, man. Like, and yeah. it, like, it just, as stupid as it is, dude, like, it literally hits, like, warp speed. It just goes by so fast. And so if you're not, like, trying to keep track of, man, I was struggling with A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Mm-hmm. Because that's the shit I want to know. Yep. As weird as it is. Like, hey, Dad, what was it like raising me as a 10-year-old? Yeah. I'm just curious. You know it wasn't all just rainbows no, and butterflies. Man, of course not. Like, life's not, right? So why would ha- why would raising me have been, right? Like, whether it was me being a shithead or you struggling professionally. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, that's part of, like, being an adult. Is like yep. learning how to navigate that shit. And so like whatever, you know, uh, map or compass you can provide to them, man, like do whatever you can because you never know, as you know, mm-hmm. right? Like you, nothing is promised to anyone, yep. unfortunately, right? And we have no... There's no map that's laid out as far as how long we're going to be here and how much we're going to get to impart on these souls that we have brought into this world. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. That's my only advice. Yeah. You know, because you can't impart any of your wisdom on the grave. You know, like, they're... You know, they, they don't comprehend anything you tell them now. So, yep, it's my advice, brother. I like that. 
now I just got to once again, keep it front and center and actually do it. I'll send you a journal. I got you. <laughs> you don't need to do that. No, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Okay. I'm doing it. I got you. Got you, dude. Uh, you got anything else you want to chop up, brother? I feel like this was kind of all over the place in a little bit uh, of of a fucking shit show. <laughs> but Probably. I, I'll figure it out, and I'll make it work. And, uh, cool. yeah, and we'll do this again. If you need me for any just uh, sound bites where I need, like, some segues or whatnot just let me know no you're good dude you are good <laughs> no i appreciate it no this is this is great and uh you know thanks for letting me share that experience and you know for your feedback your your advice and obviously i, I definitely respect your opinions and um so i'm i'm thankful and Looking forward to Florida because, like you said, we don't unfortunately don't get get too many of them. But uh, no doubt, no doubt, always look forward to them. Hundred percent, man. Yeah. Uh, and again, man, like thank you for being willing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not easy, for sure. It's been a roller coaster of emotions, no doubt about it. So uh, <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, and I hope everybody who listened, you know, got something out of it, appreciated yeah. something maybe a little bit more or gained a new perspective because um, mm-hmm. this shit literally is only, this is the important stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, brother. Uh, thank you again. Love you, man. Love you too, man. Um, say hello to Leah. Lily, and uh, thank them for sparing you for two, almost three hours. And yeah, uh, I will. No, yeah. definitely, uh, definitely talk soon. And and once again, thanks for having me. Hundred percent, bro. Uh, right. yeah, be good, man. And we'll talk soon. All right, brother. All right, brother. All right, later. Bye. Yeah, everybody listening. Uh, thank you once again. Means the world. Um. Hope you all got something out of this conversation as as wild as it was at times. Um, this is truly the important stuff in life. Yeah. Like, share, comment, subscribe. Do what you got to do. And until next time, be good, everybody.